Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Have you heard the term 15-minute city? If so, do you think it might help improve housing in B.C.? Well, that's what we are talking about with Mornings with Simi contributor Scott Chance. Hello again to you. Hi, good morning. You're familiar with this yes, term, right? absolutely. Yeah, it kind of made its, like, uh, the rounds over the last kind of six months. There was a bunch of, like, nonsense conspiracy theory stuff around it. And I'm glad now that it's kind of, like, taken on uh, a bit more solid footing. I mean, it had solid footing before, but, you know, no, it's being taken seriously. Uh, two counselors in New Westminster, Nadine Nakagawa and Tasha Henderson, have put forward a motion asking the city to endorse the concept of becoming a 15-minute city and create a plan to implement it by 2030. I think this is awesome, but it's not just politicians who are supporting the idea. Uh, Christopher Alexander, he's the president of Remax Canada, and he has spoken out recently about the need for out-of-the-box ideas to our housing problem, and he actually addresses how 15-minute cities uh, could be a solution. Uh, I talked to him and I asked him, just to even start the conversation, for those who might not be familiar, what is a 15-minute city? The simplest way to explain it is a city or town, municipality, whatever you want to call it, that has everything you would possibly need within 15 minutes of walking or biking. So grocery stores, hospitals, uh, public transit, entertainment, restaurants, schools, parks, basically anything that you would want or need as a uh, person living uh, having access to it in close proximity to where you actually sleep at night. Okay, obviously everybody is interested in. So how could um, this model uh, affect that? Well, if you consider today, you know, any city in Canada, you have your expensive areas and you have your not so expensive areas. The expensive areas are the 15-minute cities. And like they are typically the places that have access to everything in really close proximity. And that's why so many people want to live there. And that's why property values in those neighborhoods are so expensive. If you try to take a 30,000 foot view of how you could incorporate some mid-level housing, some subsidized housing all in one place, it would create, it could potentially create some a lot more diverse um, neighborhoods. And I'm just, I'm thinking of real life examples. Um, mm-hmm. And Southern, Southern Ontario is probably a great one where, you know, Toronto's under immense pressure, much like Vancouver, uh, because it's an attractive city to live, but there's just not enough supply. But like, so now the, the Ontario government's looking at developing, um, you know, protected green space to build more housing. And then on the surface, it's like, okay, great. We need more housing. Let's build more. But, but most of those people are going to be driving into the city or having to commute into the city to, to work. And so it creates more congestion, more pollution. And, and it's just, I think there's a few examples that have deployed this 
way of thinking and way of building and they're having success with it and people are are living and working in harmony it's really encouraging to see the way that it it sounds i mean i think people without even realizing it are kind of already looking for this when you're talking about places that you want to live as a person who's um, moved around quite a bit within one city you always are looking for, okay, how close is it to schools? How close is it to a coffee shop? How close is it to a grocery store? And everybody, like you mentioned, wants to be in that little neighborhood where you can kind of walk to everywhere. You kind of called them 15-minute neighborhoods. And I feel like that is even sort of a more accurate descriptor. And I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think we're talking about building individual cities, like each one with its own hockey team and stuff. Like these are these are kind of just like pockets where you have everything you need. So you don't, you just, you can stay out of the car and life becomes a little bit easier. And who who has an issue with that, right? Totally. I think I think density and intensification is really scary to a lot of people. But we need out-of-the-box thinking. And urban sprawl, you know, it's had its day, so to speak. Yeah, like, yeah. There's been so much sprawl and so much sprawl. And while it's, it's delivered housing and some of these communities are great, a lot of them lack, you know, the ability to access basic fundamental needs by walking. Like you're driving everywhere. And, you know, with so much talk about the environment and, and carbon and, you know, I think it's time to find ways to even develop our existing sprawled cities and, and you know, have more access to uh, amenities by walking or bike. Okay, well, it's definitely something that we're going to uh, keep watching closely. And uh, I really appreciate your time. It's uh, Christopher Alexander. He's the president of Remax Canada, talking about 15-minute cities. Thanks so much. Thanks, Scott. Great talking to you. So what do you think, Jill? 15-minute city. Could you live in one? I think I kind of already do when we're talking about the neighborhoods. I mean, I I have a car. I'm not going to give that up. But listening to him, I can pretty much get around to wherever I need to get to. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the thing. It's like I think that's where everybody kind of wants to live. And... I don't, you know, we already have these kind of pockets. I think of like Olympic Village in Vancouver, you know, there's sort of everything you need kind of there. Walking distance is great community vibe, you know, all sorts of stuff. But if you want to venture out, like, absolutely. I'm a car person. I definitely don't want to give up my car. But who doesn't want to live like this? It just seems so great (laughs) and so convenient. Although when you're hearing about it, there are people, too, that don't like super density, don't like noise, like, well, we talked about the noise uh, with with being in cities. I mean, there are people that will look at this and say, absolutely not, and look at it as kind of government pressure. How dare you tell me I need to live in this 15-minute city? I want to live on a bigger lot where I can have a fire in my backyard if I want, and that's so I do get, it's not for everybody, for sure, but where it works, I think it works quite well. Yeah, and I think the main point is that uh, we just need multiple solutions to, to the housing crisis thing, and And uh, if you want to have a farm, have a farm. But I also love the idea of like increased densification. You know, high school, high school dorm living was kind of fun. Or sorry, college dorm living. (laughs) Kind of fun. (laughs) 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 All right. We'll we'll agree to disagree on that one. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Scott. Sure.